1: so start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello, my name is Gary Mansfield, and this is a bonus episode of the Ministry of Arts podcast. Now, as ever, let's begin by banging these bongos. Hello, and welcome to this bonus episode, number 25, of the Ministry of Arts podcast. Today, you're going to be hearing from Megan and Kieran from Gallery number 32. They're good buddies of mine and really good friends of the podcast. They're going to be telling us about the biggest event in their calendar, and that is the Winter Sculpture Park. They're bringing us 40 artists showing in four acres of open grassland in Bexley, South East London. This sculpture park is open for 10 weeks and not only is it free for the visitors, it's also free for the artists to enter. That's a bit of a rarity, right? There is an opening event where the artists are all going to be present on the 18th of February between 12 and 5pm but if you want to attend that, you have to book a ticket. Other than that, the event runs from the 19th of February until the 29th of April and it's super easy to find. It's Gallery Number 32, Bexley, da 53 qg It's within just a few minutes' walk from the train station. And if you're driving, it's about the same amount of time from the A-2. For more information, you can go over to the socials. On Instagram, it is at gallery underscore N-O dot 32. On Twitter, it's at 32 gallery. And over on the old tickety-tock, Talk, is at winter sculpture park. And if you're booking the ticket for the opening on Saturday the 18th, I'll see you there. But until then, please come and join me as I met up with Megan and Kieran from Gallery number 32. This morning I'm here with Meg and Kieran, who are the co-curators, the co-founders of Gallery 32, to talk about their Winter Sculpture Park that is starting on the 18th of February. So could you kick off by telling us... A little bit of its history, how it started.
2: Uh, so Winter Sculpture Park is a very exciting project that's like our main thing every year. So we've been running it now for three years. We describe it as a, a self-sustaining DIY artist-led project. It's an outdoor show and we get between 30 and 40 artists each year to come and bring sculptures and set them up in a disused field for around eight weeks and it's free to apply to, free to exhibit in and free to view. So it's a a show of accessible public sculpture.
1: Although the um, application process has finished as we speak, what was the application process anyway? Do you have to be an established artist? Is there an entry free? You
3: don't have to be established. Um, You take artists from any stage of their career. I think that's the important part of it is that we get artists from like every stage. So yeah. when they're all together in like the group chat and we're discussing the show, you know, there's there's all different backgrounds and different ideas and different ways of doing things, you know, there's a lot to learn from, from everyone. And also like, in order to do that, there's no fee. There's no fee to apply, there's no fee to show. Oh, wow. No money comes our way, you know? <laughs>
1: Is there a theme to this year's show?
2: So we haven't, we never theme the show necessarily, but part of our selection process is um, finding the commonalities that come out of the applications that we have. This year we got around 180 applications, um, which was intense (laughs) because then we (laughs) to put it down to around 40, which is really, really difficult because all of the applications are always of such high quality Um, and from some really exciting people um but our main our main points are always you know that the idea itself how well it will last outside and forming a group and a community that we feel like will work really well and bounce off of each other yeah but yeah theme wise one of the major commonalities that came out of this year was was sort of urbanism the civic realm the commons
3: privatization of it yeah play like playgrounds and
2: yeah, sort of like a dystopian exploration of the urban realm in some That's ways. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's sort of the concept of the city and the human interaction within that, which works quite nicely considering the setting yeah. being this sort of disused private land that yeah. also has a feeling of kind of forced commons in that there's like uh, desire paths all over this field, like yeah. the fact that there's a direct public footpath through the middle and that we really like that. And as we put more sculptures up across these fields, more desire paths appear and it kind of enforces that a little bit more.
3: Yeah, we try to use the desire paths as um, part of the trial and where we place the sculptures. It works really well that way because there's a lot of discovery and there's a lot of just, it's just a natural movement, a natural, natural like drift
1: around the space. Yeah, it's as if the lens dictating where you put the artworks. Yeah, Mm. yeah, yeah. And it's a a massive field. Do you put artworks in all of it?
2: Last year, we went about two-thirds into the field, didn't we? Uh Um, I mean, it's a difficult one because as the show grows, if we have more sculptures, and as the sculptures that people apply with get bigger and bigger, they need more space to breathe. Mm -hmm. So then we have to go further and further into the field. But it kind of depends on our permissions. Yeah,
3: what we we agreed to. We've got four acres at the moment. Wow. Which is quite a large space. And then we've got the orchard as well.
1: Oh yeah, I was going to mention the orchard because as you walk into the space that you've got, the orchard is what you're met with first. And that's yeah. as if it's like a little gateway into the the, the main space, isn't it? Yeah.
2: Mm, it kind of feels quite introductory. It's almost like you kind of it's like that's you think that's like sort of impressive because you're in the initial space and then you go up this little desire path that's been created and suddenly there's these mammoth sculptures in this derelict field Yeah, and it's like a transition
3: Yeah, it's quite like densely populated and fun right? mm. It's like the hot tub to the
1: swimming pool <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> And there's, is there a set route that you've got there or do people just go in whatever
2: Yeah, people just kind of go as they please, don't they which is part of the fun, but you do want to have more of a trail idea this year, don't you?
3: Yeah, I mean, there's a trail idea, like we said to the to the larger space to the field but i guess the uh was it the orchard the orchard you, you can, can go, go in either one first you know mm. there's no and the orchard hasn't really got a flow it likes yeah. it more like a densely populated playground you know you go if you want to go on the swings first yeah. you can
2: well, which is actually what we're doing this year. We are making it like the dystopian playground the Orchard this year because nice. there was such a fun group that came out of the applications um, of this like creepy playground thing. And there's some really cool artists that we've got to be part of that in the Orchard. Danny Young is one of my tops in that. He's making giant whoopee cushions that you can jump
1: on. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs>
3: Yeah, a bit like stepping stones, right?
2: Kind of, yeah. Hot
3: like scotch with whoopie cushions.
2: <laughs> I like it. Which I think it's really cool. It kind of brings an element of like soft play, which you wouldn't thought have thought you could bring to outdoors, but mm. he's managed to adapt it to be an outdoor, you know, something that can last outside for eight weeks plus. Yeah, which is really cool.
1: What's the um, biggest artwork work you've got?
2: I actually wonder if it's Chloe's.
1: No, is
3: pretty big. I think Luap wants to go pretty big.
1: Yeah. He, doesn't, he doesn't do things by arse normally, does he? No, he
3: doesn't. <laughs> no, and that's quite exciting in a way.
1: Do you know what Luap's doing yet?
3: Yeah, as much as the fun thing about Luap is like...
2: It changes weekly, the,
3: it? <laughs> I wouldn't say it changes, it's just like he has a lot of ideas. Yeah. It's fun, like whenever I talk to him, we just kind of throw ideas at each other mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. Trying to like just pin one idea down. Is probably hard for us both mm. so i'll be like just set on that one and then a couple of days later i'll think of something and be like hey what about this
2: you two Can are you a nightmare know? together
3: in that sense <laughs> he came down when it snowed the other week for a photo shoot
1: yeah i saw that oh
3: cool we're hoping to use those images on a in a little uh campaign mm. soon yeah, yeah, they're yeah really yeah.
2: nice pictures as well he did really well with that uh-huh. brought a drone as well we've got like bird's eye views of. And-
3: Oh yeah, birds eye view of the sculpture park in the snow, beautiful, really cool. brilliant, brilliant.
2: Yeah, his is going to be massive. But I mean, like, I do. I think Chloe, Chloe Rochefort is bringing like a massive plushy puzzle, and you kind of tie it up all together, and it forms this big sculpture. And then when she's there, you take it apart, and you form this huge puzzle on the wow. floor. Nice. Um, she's she's like a big sort of community artist, vibe, isn't she? So, mm-hmm. Yeah. She, uh, yeah, she's a really cool artist. Um, but yeah, there's some really fun ones in that section in the playground.
3: Yeah, Chloe worked on a huge hot air balloon in uh, Thamesmead. She this, did. She did no, last year.
2: Last year. Last
3: year. And uh, they got loads of, um, and they just got members of the public, right? Locals yeah. To like design artwork and they built a huge hot air balloon out of it that they, flew like floating. wow yeah say? flew
2: it across thamesmead flew it
3: across thamesmead yeah so we saw her through that she's amazing
2: it's a really cool project to work on i mm-hmm. can't remember the names of the guys but um it's an amazing project um i really want them to fly the hot air balloon over the sculpture park <laughs>
1: <laughs> have you got any artists returning from last year
2: we do yes um i mean we feel like it's really important to have like we were saying about having that group that can um, bounce off each other mm-hmm. and all bring something to the table to support each yeah. other in some way um, in that cultural exchange.
3: Yeah, and I think there's a lot to learn or be learned from being in the sculpture park that you're not gonna be aware of mm. having never done it. And uh, so we brought back five, five artists that we feel were very experienced.
2: <laughs> we had in our mind that we wanted five returning artists. This year they're Nicola Turner, Catriona Robertson, Lucy Faherty, Fredericks Berman and Erica Trotsig who all have very good experience of outdoor installation in the very specific conditions of our sculpture Park in Bexley. Um, so that's great because they can support the others. We also wanted to really make sure we had a local pool of artists Mm -hmm. to feel like we're not just in Bexley, but representing Bexley in some ways and making Bexley a bit more of a cultural destination. Not a lot of cultural things in our area of Bexley at the moment. So, yeah, we've got some local artists. uh, Lucy again, um, Bill Hudson, Alexander Brain, Natalie Cost, Anta Jermaine, uh, Mia Jane Harris and John Matheson so a really really nice pool of of local artists that I think um, because for us engaging with the local community is really important as part of this because it's it's in such a massive area of Betsy that it, it, yeah. feels, it feels necessary you know
1: The two things you've mentioned on there firstly is having five of the previous artists I think that's a great idea anyway because then it just links to the last exhibition and and then it will link to the next exhibition, where other than that, it would be a standalone exhibition on its own, wouldn't it? And likewise with the local artists, the grounding thing is to always have some local artists in your exhibition, yes, it's brilliant. I
2: think it's really important.
3: And, um... you know, they they can also tell the story of the area and their stories of the area, and we can all learn from them,
2: Mm. Um,
3: and the other artists can learn.
2: Yeah,
3: It's kind of about that, it's kind of like the exchange of knowledge, you know?
2: Yeah. Even some of the artists that we thought we didn't even know had a connection, it kind of brings people that have that local connection to it. I mean, there's an artist that applied from Glasgow, uh, Simon Kennedy, and he's his parents are from Bexley.
1: Brilliant. Like,
2: and he told me yesterday, I thought, like, that's just so strange. And <laughs> I mean, he thought, yeah, I felt like it was like a calling to me that there was something happening in this place that I just like have the connection to, but haven't lived there for years and years and years.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, it brings kind of, brings that, creativity back to a spot that just doesn't feel like it has much of it and I also think it makes people that are visiting the show locally feel more connected to it and I I think that's important.
1: Have you got any artists that that want to work just in the public realm?
2: I think so I think um, Fred is like super public realm based artist and there's a, a lot of kind of community interactive artists that are Really keen to kind of reflect their environment. Last year, um, we had an artist called Martha Ellis who came down from Scotland, and obviously this was a massive effort that we. We're not saying that you have to do, but she drew drew the public in the local area, and then created her sculpture from it. So oh it felt nice. really reflective of of the community and of the place where it was mm-hmm. based, and we really liked that.
3: Yeah, it amazing. It was down in the orchard. It was kind of like a square of cutout. What's it? What do you call those kind of drawings?
2: Like stencils. Yeah. It was like a stenciled uh,
1: a silhouette, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, yeah, that was really cool. I I, I like that. Actually, I mean, we, we do get a lot of artists that are looking to focus primarily in the public.
3: This year, we've accepted a few like street artists. Mm. Oh, yeah, whose artwork we've actually spotted just out in
1: the street, now in in public or kind of where it shouldn't be. And what is the sculptures they've submitted?
2: so butch Butcher is one of the street artists the year he he has work all around like southeast and there's a, you can see some of his work from the train in lewisham yeah they're
3: quite 2d um like birdhouses and i think the birdhouse is his uh signature he produces these like 2d birdhouses and you can see them on the train through lewisham nice I've, I've always thought they're amazing and then when he applied it was quite exciting so i was also like, oh, now like to find out who these artists are
2: yeah and i think he's making them 3d for the for the show so it yeah. kind of links massively into this whole sort of urbanism accidental theme that we've got going mm-hmm. on and he's gonna pop them along the train line because there's a direct train line that goes yeah, through yeah. the site so you can see some of the some of the works from the train which is really cool so keep an eye out on your way.
3: planning for your next trip
2: Um, but I think he's making them into 3D birdhouses, isn't he? So um, maybe we'll be able to keep them on site for a little while.
3: Mm-hmm. We've always been quite keen to have artists that their, their artwork is like primarily 2D, creating 3D works with butchers. That's kind of what he's doing. As much as they are sculpture, he's taking them from being 2D to being 3D, and that's quite exciting.
2: Yeah, and I mean, a lot of the artists that uh, that come into the Sculpture Park and the reason that we accept them is because they're pushing what they would normally consider their practice. So like Jamie Temple is normally a print artist, but he's coming in with a sculpture that's like a um, kinetic sculpture as well. So it's like really dynamic and cool. Um, and I like I, I kind of like that, that people really just use this opportunity, being that it's a free opportunity to take some risks and change things up a bit from what they would usually do. Mm-hmm. And that's one of our main aims with it really, isn't it? To provide like a springboard or a platform that's as risk-free as we can make it at the moment for artists to explore something new.
3: Yeah. We've also, also got Dion
1: Kitson. Do you know what he's doing?
2: Uh, you've been in discussion with a few different ideas, haven't you?
1: Yeah. There's
2: another one where
1: it's... another um, it. Dion also evolves his ideas from one moment to the next. Yeah, Which sure.
2: is quite exciting. It brings sort of like a liveliness to it, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, and you
3: know it's going to be good. So, I mean... Just Dion's pretty cool, isn't he? Let's go before, about you'll see it
2: exactly and i think like with this group it's just going to be like the discovery within the park this year is going to be so much fun there's going to it's going to be like the playground is going to kind of begin it with this sort of absurdist group of things in the orchard but then like as you travel up onto the upper field then there's this like site of kind of anti-monuments which is how we saw it last year and it's kind of continued this year because i mean if you stand in the middle of the field you can see like four or five different church steeples and then there's like loads of telephone pylons and electricity pylons and stuff. And there's all these like monumental structures. Yeah. And then when the sculpture part comes on, there's these like massive things like there. that
3: structures. Yeah. yeah.
2: We've got artists that really focus on trying to do that. But then there's also artists that it's almost accidental because, you know, like you say, if they would have put their work into a gallery, it would have felt very different to how if they'd just put it in a field amongst this like endless derelict space
1: and Well, that's the, that's the thing, thing with artists who generally just work within galleries once they take it outside put it in the public realm and walk away from it then it takes on a life of its own and no one's got any responsibility over it so it does fall to the elements to nature to to vandals even if you like you know
2: exactly and also I mean like as you say you put it there you don't really know how it's going to look because yeah. there's no way of imagining that like you could and people often say to us oh i put it in my garden but it just it's so different to be to put a sculpture in your garden in than like that massive four acre yeah and suddenly it's tiny you know <laughs> it's it's strange but there's some that I'm really excited to see up on that top field um, and I think it's, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that.
3: As much as the artworks, they follow that flow of the space. A lot of them are quite disruptive in a way this year. Mm-hmm. So yeah. they get the peaceful walk through nature, but then you're like confronted with a an artwork.
2: Mm.
3: And then the next one, and then the next one, which is quite.
1: And because it's a public space, the viewer isn't always going to have art in mind. Yeah. If it's just a dog walker, has no interest in art. To them, it's just an obstacle. And I quite like the fact that someone who may not have any um, art interest, how they view an artwork.
3: Yeah, it's actually, yeah, exactly. And you kind of get that when we when we go up to the field, you'll see all sorts of different characters interacting with the artwork. And one of my highlights of last year was just, I walked up there, there was no one else up there, apart from this one guy uh, with his dog, and he was sat on the sheep. Nice. Just playing fetch with his dog, but using it as a as a place to rest. Yeah. You know? they he felt he felt comfortable enough to go and sit on the on the sculpture of the sheep. They
2: were meant know? to be sat on though, so it's fine. But
1: yeah. <laughs> I think they were my favourite last year, the sheep. They were
2: brilliant, weren't they? Yeah. They were so good. And I also loved just how many dogs got stuck barking at them for so long.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Did they? I didn't know that. Brilliant.
2: Yeah, it was so funny, like, especially the first week of them being there. It was hilarious. Um, But, yeah, they were a good one last year. I mean, there was a lot of, like, feedback of there being, like, talk within Bexley Village about the commuters when they were on the train, saying, like, what is that?
1: <laughs> oh, nice, yeah, because, of course, the train track you've got down the side there, when people are going to and from work, for instance, they're going to see the sculptures in place, aren't they?
3: Yeah, exactly and a lot of people especially in that area their exploration of of Bexley during the week probably stops at that train station yeah and culture park is just beyond the train station in the other direction from where most people live so it will it will bring them there you know it's very enticing
2: it's an invitation to explore really isn't it because if you're on the train and you look across up from your phone for a second and something like neon pink like a giant giant pink bear mm-hmm. <laughs> catches your eye from the train you might look up for a bit longer than you would usually and then you might think where is that can I yeah. find it and then you might think well one day maybe I'll I'll get off the train and have a look to see if I can find where that is and see what what that is and and why there's an enormous fluffy pink bear in it in a field
1: well I've got <laughs> to say I've had a few art experiences where I've stumbled across them and they have been among my best experiences because you haven't got time for, to have any expectation. You just go within the moment.
2: Yeah. <clears throat> and trying to create that is really quite interesting. And that's kind of what we try to do, isn't it? Create a moment of discovery.
1: But it's very much that anyway, because if you go in the orchard first, you can't see them anyway because there is a bank of salts. So mm-hmm. it's it's all a surprise to the viewer once they start walking up that bank anyway, isn't it? That's
2: exactly it. and then it's sort of like a moment of discovery when you kind of think whoa once you're up the top yeah it's cool and um
3: we tend to place the sculptures as well in a way that even when you're up that bank you you're not aware of how many sculptures there yeah. are until you start moving to the next one then once you get to the next one you'll be able to kind of spot one that's closer but maybe one that's a bit further away and if you go towards one that's further away you'll be able to spot another yeah I think it's interesting like if you are going for a walk through that field and you're kind of contemplating something to yourself and then you're met with a sculpture in a way you kind of it, you kind of put your own thoughts on it yeah and you, you take something from it you know it kind of feels like that was meant to happen and I feel like when I walked around the sculpture park or I've, I've ever come across sculpture in public it's always been a quite an interesting time for me and then I kind of uh let it give me the answer. And I kind of want that to happen for other people. I like that. So, yeah, it's kind of, exactly. So it's kind of based on the path you decide to take, you know, what, what answer you're
1: going to get.
2: And it could be different And what you're time, going to be met
1: with, exactly. Yeah. So. Yeah. Last year, you have done little tours of a weekend. Will they be happening this year?
2: Yeah. We're planning some tours, um, with, which will be with the artists, which is really, really fun. It worked so well last year, didn't it? Yeah, it was amazing. We, uh, structured it so that it was kind of the artists led it anyway and they began a discussion about their art they did like spoke for like a couple of minutes and then the public just engaged in a conversation about the work and it was one of the most successful parts that came out of the the uh, show last year so we'll definitely bring that back this year Mm Um, and we've also got a bit of a programme of workshops that we're hoping to do that'll be really fun to work with, work with some schools in the area and schools in the north of Bexley and some community groups and then some open public workshops, which I think will be fun. And they'll be led by the artists. I mean, the opening party's got its like, own programme of itself, which...
1: <laughs> when is the opening party?
2: Uh, so it's the 18th of February and it's, it's a Saturday. It's going to be very fun. We're going to. Is that
1: invite only?
2: No, it's public. It's very public. There's tickets available at the moment. Um, you can get them on our website or find the link on our Instagram.
1: Free, free. free, free.
2: Of tickets, course, obviously. But do book them. Yeah, and it's so much fun. Last year the opening party was an amazing highlight, and it's so good to be able to get everyone there and view the art at once and with alongside all the artists and to to see what everyone thinks of it this year.
3: Mm-hmm. The program is quite like co-curated as well with the artists isn't it? Mm. So like we kind of speak about what workshops they'd want to put on and how they want the artists' walk and talk to go. You know, that's quite an important part of it. And that changes. That will change every year. We kind of just grow on what happened last year. It really, yeah, well, that,
1: that that sense of togetherness is, is something that can make or break a normal exhibition, let alone a, a, a public exhibition. That's for sure.
3: That's it. And the time that the artists actually get to be around each other and we get to be around them, it's kind of installation week and no one's really got a lot of time to explain their artworks yeah, yeah. during installation week and answer questions. Um, so it's just a really nice way for everyone to come back and just, you know, discuss the show and the yeah. theme. You know.
1: And for the public, is there any, um, information sheets around or any information on the particular artworks?
2: Yeah, so, that, so there'll be QR codes across the show that will take you to the information about the artworks and about the artists and what the work's made of and all that kind of question. Um, but we think it's quite nice initially to be able to look at it without that. But then if you want it, it's there. Um, so
3: looking to have some kind of like a um, activity pack. So when you're there, you can also, you know, feel like you're part of the show. Yeah, yeah maybe there'll be a part where you can sketch one of the sculptures and you could send it to us. Even if you're not an artist, you'll be like, oh, I've got an idea for a sculpture. And you'll be able to, you know, jot it down there and then.
2: Hmm. Encourages a different kind of exploration, doesn't it? That's it. And engagement, and, um, and then I think it's quite nice.
3: The sculpture park's for everyone, you know, and maybe next year, someone that isn't actually a practising artist but has an idea for a sculpture, might submit that idea you know so much can come out of involving everyone in the show
1: yeah
2: and I think that was something that we saw a lot because last year we also started something that the the 32 field trips where we kind of offered like a gallery day um across London and people could join us on a on our Saturday afternoon gallery trip and that, that came out of a lot of those shows that kind of thing that sort of engaging with the public to create exactly what you what what the group might want rather than just what you want Mm -hmm. um which is something we're also looking at at the moment a lot with um with Three Rivers which is a Bexley based group and they they look a lot at co-creation and and I think that that's a really key part of doing some kind of public show and making sure that everyone that's involved and even everyone you know that's involved as, as a viewer feels reflected in what you're doing. something that we're looking at a lot at the moment isn't it trying to see how we can engage the public in Mm -hmm. more directly in the things that we're doing and the projects we're working on
3: that's right i think with the activities and the field trips we're doing it's almost like an alternative art class in a way because not everyone in school got taken to art galleries
1: i never did that's for sure
3: exactly Mm -hmm. or even had real art lessons yeah i think it's a part of that it's like engaging with those people
1: so, although you've mentioned that it's in Bexley, where precisely is the Winter Sculpture Park?
2: Um, so it's in Bexley Village, um, which is literally like a five-minute walk from Bexley Station, and we'll signpost the walk across from the station. But it's super accessible. It's like a what is it? Seventeen minutes from London Bridge on the train. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so it's easy to get to. Straight into Bexley Village Station, and loads of buses, all sorts. Yeah. Do you feel like that explains where it is?
3: And like we said, you'll be able to see the sculptures from your from your journey and on the train. Mm-hmm. So just keep your bearings.
2: And there's loads of parking if you need to if you try loads of free parking on site.
1: So just to summarise, could you just give us all that information condensed?
2: Um so winter sculpture park. So 2023 is opening on the 18th of February um, with the opening party, which will be lots of fun. So definitely do come and join us. It's a Saturday. Thank you. It's a Saturday. It's a 18th of February. We run in about 12 till 4, 12 till 5. And free tickets are available to book on our website via Eventbrite, um, which you can get to at gallery underscore two on Instagram. So it's super accessible from London. Bexley Station is super close by. Uh, The address and stuff is on our website. It'll be a really fun day. There'll be lots of performances and there'll be a food truck and it's gonna be really good. Oh, um, so the show will also be open until April um, every day and there's 24 hour access. So come along when you please.
1: If you've got an exhibition or any other creative project within the arts, or even just want to promote your own artwork, you could do that in podcast form similar to the one you've just listened to. They start at a convenient price point that is comfortable for any artist working on a budget. This podcast itself is created by working artists and we know how important that is. So to find out more information, you can email us on ministryofartsorg at gmail.com or on Instagram at ministry of arts org